I want to turn our attention to something a little bit more serious and invite a gentleman back to the program that we've had on, I would say, not once, not twice, but probably thrice now. Mike Merriman is the paramedic and EMS unit chair for QP Local 416. Mike, uh, there's trouble a-brewing uh, in the uh, the sector that we like to call our ambulance uh, safety sector. Welcome to the program. Uh, uh, thank you for having me, Kelly. I think uh, trouble brewing might be a bit of an understatement, but uh, yep, there is. Okay, so you are saying that there is a shortage of ambulances and it's likely to compromise our public safety. Do tell. Well, uh, yes, there is, and it has compromised public safety. Um, start off with the statistics that were provided to the uh, to the CBC. Um, those are not the union statistics. Those are actually the city's uh, uh, stats. We had to obtain them through a freedom of information request. And again, I mean, the numbers don't lie. Uh, there's a severe shortage of uh, unit availability for ambulances, and it is impacting public safety. Um, at uh, 67% of the time, there's only 35 ambulances or less available to service a call. We routinely hit 70 calls per hour now, roughly 1,000 a day. And that's actually 1,000 ambulance calls a day. And then routinely, again, 67% of the time, less than 35 ambulances uh, ambulances to service those calls. And... Um, how many you know, of these that, calls, Mike, just to give us perspective here, how many of these calls do you arrive at and it's a false alarm? You really, they don't need uh, EMS and, and you can turn around and go to the next call? Not not many, not many. They're, they, they could be low priority or they're high priority, but, you know, I'll give you an example of a low, and just to back to that 70, 70 calls per hour, Kelly, you take 35 ambulances or less and you've got 70 calls uh, stacked waiting to go. It doesn't take long to deplete those 35 ambulances and you're down to none, which has happened. How do you um, prioritize? Is it is it like a triage? The You know, you get somebody and you hear gunshot wound, you're turning around and you're like, could you be en route to something for like a slip and fall in the ice and have to yeah. turn around and go somewhere else? Oh, absolutely. It happens all the time. And, and it's funny you mentioned the slip and fall on the ice because... We did have a call recently where an elderly uh, an elderly woman slipped and fell on the ice and fractured her hip. Uh, the caller that uh, called her in or called the call in. Um, uh, anyways, this woman waited for approximately a little over an hour for an ambulance to respond, lying in the freezing cold with a fractured hip on the ice on the side of the sidewalk, mm. and. Uh, the bystanders were getting fed up with waiting for an ambulance, and basically they were starting to look in a loader in a car to get her over to the hospital, knowing they probably shouldn't have done that with the injuries. And just then the paramedics arrived. And interestingly enough, coincidentally enough, that person who actually made the call had sent me an email after reading the news stories because how disgusted she is in the system. And, you know, the person who made the call and personally witnessed this, and she's willing to come forward and speak to you or anybody in the press as well. So if you want to talk to me after about her contact information, you know, I'll provide that to you. Sure, we'll get Caroline to do that. There was also a case several years ago, I think it was reported in the CBC, where the system was collapsing again. Uh, well, it is a gain, but it was on the verge of collapse then because there were no new hires and the call volume just kept increasing by a good 6% a year at least. And this came in as a low-priority call. Seven ambulances were diverted to higher-priority calls um, because 
know, and it's so you're it, waiting for an ambulance. So let's let's see if I get this straight here. You're waiting for an ambulance, and it's en route, and it gets diverted. And so they say, okay, well, we're going to dispatch another one. It's en route, it gets diverted. So that That's happens exactly. seven that times. Seven times. Wow. Four hours later, she still hadn't received an ambulance. Now it became a high priority call because she died. And uh, granted, they got an ambulance there fairly quickly once she died, but alas, a little bit too late. I mean, who's to say whether if she had been in a hospital three and a half, four hours earlier and received definitive medical care in an emergency room, that maybe she'd still be with us today. So, Mike, let me just break in for a second, because I want to get an idea of exactly what is the problem here. Is it the fact that we don't have enough EMS workers or we don't have enough physical ambulances in the city of Toronto? No, I think we don't. We have... Uh, the ambulances aren't so much the issue. It's actually the paramedics that are that you need to put in a seat to service calls. Because the city said they hired 200 new paramedics in the last five years, and um, they have to keep a lot of departments and, and city agencies. They're trying to freeze the spending this year in an effort to keep property tax increases correct, uh, correct. at or below inflation. That's one of Tory's been saying. I'm not raising yeah. property taxes forever yeah. now. Um, so. Is that not enough? 200 paramedics seems like a lot. It's not enough. It's not enough. How many would you like? We've already been, what we would probably, could probably honestly use right now is about 300 paramedics. So another 100 or 300 more? 300 more. Wow. uh, We actually have, that's what I would call for. But right now as a definite stopgap measure and which will go a long way to servicing the citizens, alleviating the pressures on the system, we have 200 part-timers. All of them could be made full-time tomorrow, and we need. it's quite obvious with the statistics. We need those additional staffing hours, so they're already in the system. They don't have to go through a four-week orientation training course. They know the system. They can make them full-time tomorrow, so offer them full-time. We are they, are they working overtime then, and are they at risk of burning out? Because once we, we spoke not too long ago, mm-hmm. I believe one of the issues was uh, possible burnout. Oh, the, the paramedics are burning out at an alarming rate. Our operational stress injuries are up 470%. Those are the workers' compensation claims from 2016. Maybe they need to look at those costs because an ounce of prevention is worth a, a pound of cure. They brought in a new power stretcher. There was like a good cost savings on that because our physical injuries went down. But now there's the mental injuries. And, you know, the, where I'm talking about an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure – you know, I liken, it's like a physical, It's if you look at your body physically, if your immune system gets run down, you don't need to have a medical degree. I think everybody knows this. If you get really run down, your immune system gets run down, you're more prone to get sick. It's no different mentally. Paramedics are being run into the ground, trying to keep this system running. And it's taking its toll on them. It's, 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 a, it's taking an alarming toll on them. Nobody, nobody in the right mind would get on an aircraft that the pilot has been put through the same working conditions and hours of work that a paramedic has. I mean, and it could never happen because they're so, thank God, they're so highly regulated. So you're saying Is that's that what bad? we're dealing with now? That is absolutely what we're dealing with. And again, the stats don't lie. I mean, for 38 hours, which uh, for the year of 2018, for 38, 38 hours in total, now that doesn't sound like a lot for an entire year, but for 38 hours, there were no ambulances available for extended periods of time to even service a call in the city of Toronto. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's cumulative. 
yeah, yeah, cumulative. But I mean, still, that's that's. So I hear that you borrow, though, from other jurisdictions that are bordering, you know, in the GTA on Toronto. Yeah, it's a seamless system. There's no borders. But okay, let me ask you this, because I am curious Mm -hmm. about this. If you're going to borrow, let's say you borrow from Peel and, you know, there's no Toronto uh, uh, ambulance ambulance services available. So Peel says, you know, we're going to go to the call. We'll be there in, you know, however amount of time they get to the call. Who gets billed? Does Peel send Toronto a bill for that? No. Okay. No. They just take no. it up in their budget. And I mean, it, it, it's reciprocal. There's yep. a gain. There's a seamless system. There's no boundaries. But we are, they are servicing, Peel, Durham, and York are serving way more calls than Toronto is ever helping out on theirs because we just don't have anybody to send. We're relying on them a lot because of our shortages, which obviously I guess those reasons suffer a bit. But it is what it is. There seems um, to always be something going on with the paramedics and EMS services. And I say this because it seems like every three months we're talking to you. The, the first issue that we, I recall talking to you about might have been PTSD with EMS yeah, workers. It's still a problem. Was, yeah. The The next one was your actual system of, it was a computer system to find out where and where the ambulances were. Oh, the chrono system, yes. Has that been rectified? It's, it's, it's almost two and a half years late. I guess it's only like about two years now. No, there's still problems. I mean, it, it it's gradually improving, but there's still problems. It's a seventeen million dollar blunder, basically. So now um, the problem is you just don't have enough paramedics. Absolutely, and and with what was quoted in the CBC, I guess that uh, that wasn't actually. It was kind of misreported. That's saying that the twelve the the twelve paramedics that they're trying to acquire in this budget, which I'm not even sure if that's going to transpire, but from what I've been hearing, that that equates to six ambulances. It doesn't equate to six ambulances. It does if you're going to work them twenty four seven, which is against the law, and people need sleep with all with the shifts and those paramedics having to by law have vacation time. That only works at the one point four ambulances, which won't even put a dent in the system. It is on the verge of collapse. It is absolutely on the verge of collapse. And what you know, do you fear it's going to take to uh, get people to actually open their eyes and start funding? I, I was. Is it going to take I a major emergency where we need a lot of ambulances at once and we just don't have them? Possibly, and maybe you know, maybe if this uh, uh, little old lady, lady who unfortunately was lying down freezing with a broken hip, waiting for an hour. You know, maybe if that was the mayor's mother or one of the city councillors, maybe somebody at City Hall might wake up and smell the coffee. I don't know what it'll take. I, I you know what? It's probably going to take a high, uh, you know, uh, someone, someone of prom- prominence or a, you know, high-profile death of somebody waiting on an inordinate uh, amount of time on an ambulance. And I, I, I'm on the record saying it before, and I'll say it again. It's not a matter of if; it's when. And when that happens, then maybe uh, somebody will decide to look at the system. And what are you hearing but from the city? What I'm basically hear from the city is more or less what you're saying. They, uh, the, the mayor wants the divisions to come in with zero uh, percent increases. And uh, what I'm basically hearing is we are we're. What I'm hearing is we may have status quo, and we may have no additional hirings for for 2019. And your conclusion to that is that the public safety is at risk. Absolutely. Without question, it's at risk. And, you know, back to the little, the, the, the case of the little old lady falling on the, you know, waiting an hour or more for an ambulance on the ice. I mean, this is supposed to be Toronto the good. How mm-hmm. is that good? How is that good? I mean, that's, that. it's just, I don't know. 
I really, I, I, I wish I knew. I wish I had the answer to that, Kelly, but I don't know what it's going to take. But, um, you know, the costs, again, the costs are mounting to over five and uh, roughly five and a half million dollars in increased operational stress injuries costs because of the impact it's having on the paramedics if they want to look at costs. But this uh, is not a place to cut corners. Well, no, absolutely. And then, and strangely enough, there is never a shortage of management, never a shortage of management. I, yeah, I will apologize if it's politically incorrect to say this, this nowadays, but there's a lot of chiefs, but not enough Indians. I mean, they recently made up uh, another 22 supervisors. Oh, we need 22 supervisors. And guess where they come from? They come from the back. They come from paramedics. So they, they take 22 paramedics who are funded by the taxpayer to be in the system. They take them off the road to now do management duties. But wouldn't they re- be replaced by 22 others? No. They've lost sight. They've lost their priorities entirely. The, you know, this, this service, what is it all about? It's about getting an ambulance to the call, to, you know, to somebody that's in need and help them and get them to the hospital. That's what it's about. That's what this system should be all about. And they've lost focus. Well, it's, Mike, it's you, can, you can hear your frustration, and uh, we appreciate you taking some time out to talk about this. That's Mike Merriman, the uh, paramedic and EMS unit chair for QP Local 416, and he's steamed. And if it is about public safety, you know, it's important that we rectify this. And very soon, because the last thing you want is to have an emergency, be waiting for an ambulance that is going to take an hour to arrive.